Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our Gospel proclamation comes from the Gospel of St. John in the 16th chapter. It serves as the basis of our fifth Sunday after Easter theme. You can't handle the truth yet. Oh, that iconic moment between Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson in the movie, A Few Good Men. Even if you never saw the movie, you've probably heard Nicholson's famous line uttered by someone in the last 20 years, You can't handle the truth! Again and again, everyone seems to understand what that means, without giving the plot of the movie away if you've not seen it yet. Cold, hard truth is rarely for the faint of heart and certainly not useful to those ill-prepared for it. While truth is still the best policy, we certainly don't tell too much of the tree of knowledge to little children now, do we? You don't want to know how the sausage is made. You don't need to see where hamburgers and bacon really come from. The birds and the bees are a lesson for a more appropriate age. We know they simply can't handle the truth yet, and we wisely wait for their maturation process to take hold. Well, Jesus approaches his spiritually immature disciples just this way today in our gospel lesson. He is telling them the unthinkable in their minds at this point. In strange code-like language, he signals his imminent departure from them and prepares them for his absence without giving them the whole unadulterated reason for his physical departure. They can't handle this truth because they're not up to it. They can't sustain such knowledge. And the reason we know they can't, Jesus says so. When Jesus says it's impossible, he means it. But he also reminds them there is another member of the Godhead, the Spirit, who will continue to be with them when Jesus leaves them in the flesh. The Spirit will guide them and make sure they do what they must to spiritually survive. I don't get to watch much TV these days, but when I do get an hour or two to myself and nobody else is home, I like to watch westerns. Nothing from the 40s and 50s. More the thinking spaghetti westerns with Clint Eastwood and modern-day westerns that have their own take on the time period of the wagon trains. I caught one some time ago that was about the brutality of the Oregon Trail and how the people fared on the way. One of the scenes that really surprised me was the women walking alongside the Conestoga wagons, pulling their calico dress up to walk through the tall grass with their white bonnets on to protect their faces. That scene caught my eye because I didn't understand why they might be walking. Don't they usually ride on the buckboard or sit in back? It seemed like such a senseless waste of energy on such a long trip. I realized later exactly why. Throughout the movie, they would explain each character on the wagon train and what their role was. 
the men would frequently be on the extreme flanks of the caravan with rifles, watching for individuals of hostile intent. The women would actually be walking to gather up edible and medicinal plants that easily could be collected by walking just a few hours each day to keep an eye out for their availability. The children were more than capable of handling the oxen who would slowly plod along, easily guided with the reins that kept them on course. And the most capable person of all, the one they all paid the money to for the journey, was the trail boss. He was the one who made the run hundreds of time and knew every nook and cranny of the vast prairie. He knew the hostile bands of marauders and where they were most likely to attack and how to avoid them. He was the absolute unchallenged authority and could ban anyone with impunity should they risk the lives of those in the wagon train. He, simply put, was the guide to people that would be utterly lost without his knowledge of the journey. All the Eternal Father had, he gave to Jesus to declare it to the disciples. And Jesus sends the ultimate trail boss for the disciples and later apostles, the Holy Spirit. The Spirit's authority is the authority of Christ himself in their midst. Christ's words Christ speaking, Christ listening to each and every one of them. Jesus is clear. Things are going to change for them. And even though they don't and cannot understand now, soon they will look back on his words today and will understand what it meant. Life is like that, isn't it? We say hindsight is clearer. It's always easier to be the armchair quarterback. It's easier to see looking back than it is looking forward to the unknown. And I suppose it will never change. Just imagine Abraham and Sarah before Isaac was finally came along. It was impossible for Sarah to see a nation of descendants coming from her when she knew she was unable to have children. Just imagine the Israelites on the shore with the impassable Red Sea, with Pharaoh's army coming up behind, with nowhere to go. Who would have thought the ocean was going to open up so they could walk across on dry ground? And they wouldn't even have to run, because the waters would crush Ramsey's army right behind them. And poor Jonah... Who would have thought sitting in the belly of that great fish that a simple confession that his salvation is in God alone would cause regurgitation that would let him keep on preaching? So, when the disciples heard Jesus today, they were having their barren oceanside in the belly of a fish moment. After all, who hasn't had that? Okay. Maybe it wasn't that dramatic. But who hasn't been in the despair of divorce and thought life was over? Who hasn't lost a loved one and couldn't possibly see life without them? Who hasn't seen the utter destruction of home or car and felt hopeless at the thought of starting over? That was not the moment to tell you it's going to be all right because you simply could not see that truth 
at that moment in time. But then, your womb began to show. The ocean started separating, and the bowels of the fish started to rumble. And there was hope. Just imagine the disciples when they watched their mentor, their counselor, their teacher, and the flawless friend who never forsook them, dying on the cross for our sins right in front of their eyes. How could they possibly know? They couldn't. It was worse than a barren woman, worse than losing their homes, worse than naturally losing a loved one. Even worse than certain death by murderous armies. It was darn near close to losing hope altogether. But almost immediately, the earth shook. Later, the women said they saw him. And then they knew he was really and truly risen from the dead. Just imagine. Well, that's right. You don't have to. Because by the Holy Spirit is Christ's words, Christ speaking, Christ listening to each and every one of you and has taken the imagination of your hearts and placed this vision of Jesus by faith as sure and certain of the laws of the Merds, Medes, and the Persians. This is the truth. Yes, Without faith, without the Holy Spirit, and without the knowledge of Jesus' death and resurrection, we cannot handle the truth. Yet, here you are, and you are handling this truth just fine. You are forgiven all the sins you ever committed. You are a part of an everlasting family that will live forever. You are saved without question, without having to fear, and without any hesitation on behalf of our Lord. You know the truth. You can handle the truth. And the truth has set you free. Amen. Now may that peace that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.